advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am. I am. Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am. Sofa King. Faster. I am. Sofa King. No, not so fast. Lose its meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. Hi, Brad. Hi. <clears throat> what are you eating over there? I heard you crunching during the break. Some Fritos. <clears throat> barbecue kind of chips. Fritos? Oh, the barbecue, barbecue Fritos? The those twisties. honey barbecue twist yeah. ones? Fuck, those are evil. They're so Save. evil, dude. How Pretty long good. have you had those, though? A long time, Fucking, yeah? yeah? God, those are like some of the best, dude. Those are crazy good. Yeah. Fritos in general, like any... Like Fritos are just like the worst thing ever if you're not trying to be a fat ass. Even just <clears throat> plain ass Fritos. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like so Fritos. fucking good, dude. I like Fritos and bean dip. Like the scoops. Oh, the scoops of bean the scoops of the Frito Lay bean dip. Yeah. That's a meal, baby. Dude, Frito boats, yeah. chili Fritos, like chili so Fritos good, and cheese dude. with red onions all over mm-hmm. that motherfucker. And I do the, the Frito boats. Oh. I do Doritos. I've done that, but I like the the Doritos too soft like it's too brittle i mean i, I know it's good i'm not gonna argue the dorito the doritos can fend off the sog factor they can stay the fritos can longer. yeah, the, yeah fritos. the fritos can like those they're pretty resilient yeah. like, you can like if you're listening to this chips. if you're listening to this from a realm of the world that does not have fritos please oh, reach out in the facebook group and have someone send you fritos oh you mean if they're like in a third world country or something Man, you know how you buy those like 50 packs of small chips and it like mm-hmm. comes with a bunch, but it's like six bags of Fritos? I was trying to think, could I just go buy a bunch and start giving them away? Every, anytime I ship an international package, make sure there's Fritos in that Send box. Fritos on them. But, you, can probably, you can just probably buy a big old thing of just Fritos. Yeah. You Amazon. can't like that. Not, not, not little bags, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, you can. You probably can buy, you can buy a full thing of just little bags of Fritos. Like, just like a box. Yeah, grab bags? Yeah, yeah like not a box. Not the store you can't. Amazon you might be able to. Yeah, you'd be able to get a box Amazon. online because like they have it like to fill vending machines and shit. Right, right. So, or maybe even Smart and Final you might even be able to find uh, them. Now, the only thing you can get a Smart and Final is Dalmore 12. Oh yeah, there it is, man. Pack of 40. You know what's the first thing with it? Original and then right when you go down there, bean dip. Yeah. Fuck bean yeah. dip is the yeah. first thing. The and the next thing was, they got a, I don't know. Let me hit this. Instacart has a <clears throat> box of 50 yeah. of the small bags for fifteen ninety nine or fifteen forty. Where? That smart and final? Instacart. Where though? Oh, I don't know. Instacart. Say a oh, smart and final. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But if you go to smart and <clears throat> final, they don't have just Fritos like that. It's always the, the multi fucking variety one. Yeah. Smart and final is gay. I get that Frito scoop, dude. I, you know what? This is like, I love red onions so much. I will eat diced red onions like it's fucking Pico de Gallo or something with Fritos. Like just a Frito scoop and that red onions. That's bizarre. Yeah, that's, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I will eat red good. onions like that. I like red onions. That's You're like a halfway to an Apache sandwich, dude. <laughs> yeah. What is it? A little mustard paprika? on there. Paprika. I want to make that. No, someone did it, right? Yes, yeah, a couple of people did it. It's white bread, like a slice of onion, a half an onion. That, I could, that I could only explain as being 
uncomfortably big for a sandwich. Like, like, like one a inch hamburger thick. patty of like onion. one inch thick. Yeah, yeah, like a hamburger, like a thick hamburger patty. Yeah, like a one like inch a, thick. Like a sit down restaurant slice. hamburger patty. Yeah, like a, a good one probably inch an thick. inch. Yeah, probably an yeah. inch. Probably an inch thick slice of onion, um, olive oil, and mustard. No paprika. Paprika. No mustard. So much paprika. So much paprika. <laughs> Like it's just dusting off of the sandwich and turning everything red amount of paprika. And even the, I mean, the olive oil wasn't a slack amount of olive oil either. It was dripping. Yeah. The, and like I said, I saw it one time and I was like, cause like Dagny's, it's kind of gentrified and upscale now, but like back in the day, it, like half the people there were like people that would come from the pseudo homeless temporary hotels downtown. Mm hmm. They would all kind of they they were the crew who would sit outside at Dagny's and they'd buy each other coffee and and whatever. And like the guy uh and he always like I talked to him several times. He was kind of a cool guy, a little bit crazy, but he wasn't he always told us he was an Apache. He always had like Apache armbands on. And uh he made that sandwich and I was like, Okay, that was like a you got a food basket somewhere yeah, and it had those things and that's what you it. did. But I saw him make it like three times. Yeah. I was like, no, that wasn't a one off. That was like your fucking go to. Have you ever just taken like red onions and olive oil and fucking baked it? It's like apple. Baked it. it tastes like fucking apples. So you just fucking bake it. Like I used to just take. I've like, done it on the grill. Like garlic I've cloves. No, I take garlic cloves and red onions and fucking put yeah, them in a delicious. bowl with olive oil and then put that on foil and bake it in the oven. And you could eat that shit in a bowl with a fork, just yep. garlic and onions. And it tastes amazing. Because like, I would, I would thickly slice, like in the oven, I would thickly slice an onion and I would thickly slice some, uh, some cabbage. Yeah, just cut that motherfucker in some, fours. Some like just cut potatoes the potatoes and cauliflower. Mm hmm. And olive oil, salt, pepper, put that shit in the oven on a couple of big roasting pans. That's, that's just damn. Your house smells like fucking so, so good. good. So like, good. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? How have I not done this before? I was like, life-changing. By the way, just bought 40 bags of Fritos. Uh, our next <laughs> several orders, if you order from the Silver King Podcast shop at silverkingpodcast.com forward slash shop, your order will most likely include... Um, a grab bag of Fritos for the foreseeable future. Um, unless me, CJ, Brad, Dave start grabbing is it multiple flavors bags. or is it all plain? just straight up just original, straight original, Fritos. original, you got to start. You got to walk before you can fly. That's true. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. So if you write no candy fend, um, order from Sophie King podcast. The only Frito I don't, uh, that I don't approve of is the flaming hot Frito. Okay. I haven't had that. I bought no, the flaming no, hot Mac, hot but onion. I keep not uh, making it. I flaming the, hot funyuns are on point. Flaming mm-hmm. hot Cheetos are on point. I don't care for flaming hot anything else. You like Takis? Too much. Nah, I, I like Takis. Those are for, like those are for I mean, school I had, children. I've I like had them one. Like my niece loves Takis. And she, <clears throat> I would like my sample various them, so flavors, but she got one. And I looked at, there was one particular like brand of Taki lime, that yeah. was vegan. And I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I was like, that's not bad. It's like, it's just too, the too chip much. Sucks. It is a lot. The chip's not good though. I like just the chip rolls, itself is little not roll through. Yeah, I don't like them. Whatever those are. Yeah, I like them. I don't like rolls. Them. Anyways, this has been brought to you by Frito. <laughs> Frito Lay. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have. Is our Frito Lay like the source of Fritos yeah. for most of the other places? Yeah, like, I think it is, at least it Southern is California. The, no, it's the. I think it's the the fucking warehouse or the packaging place for the uh, for Fritos or for like the. We company. probably have some Frito Lay listeners. I bet. We probably do. Yeah, hook us up with some chips to give out, man. They'll be in the stale ones. We don't want their stale chips. Don't give us no stale chips. No, no, no. They get like they get shit that's like you know they probably get it super cheap or something. They can buy a whole fucking flat. Yeah. If they work for them, they don't buy them. Hook it up. Yeah, you just walk home with them. So, um, 
You know, it would be delicious on Fritos. Oh, you could take a hot sauce. That's Bean correct. Dip. I was thinking if you were scooping red onions in the scoops, like you need to mix those red onions up with your beloved triple X and then scoop them up. In I could the do scoops. that for sure. I, I mean, if I'm going to go that far, I would probably just start <clears throat> making some pico. But like if I'm chopping up a red onion, I, I got no problem grabbing a piece and just eating it. I'm at that point. That's how much I like them. Damn. I do like them. You got to be careful with mixed up triple X and a thing like that. You got to make sure you get it in your mouth. That's my biggest trick. Got to use a Frito scoops for that one. Make sure you're not on your mm-hmm. fingers. Get it into your fucking mouth, not on your lips. They got. That's they have true. more than yeah. thirty highly advanced manufacturing plants across the country, so we're not oh, special. Nice. That's a lot. That is a lot. I didn't yeah. expect that. I thought like we had the the bolt house of chips, like and it was going to be like, oh, you're in Canada, right, so you've got right. Fritos in your cabinet. That came from Bakersfield, no, California. I figured it was regional. I figured there'd be. I didn't know there'd be thirty, but I knew that there. Mm-hmm. I figured we were southern, southern California. I thought maybe we handle a couple, a couple states or something. Yeah, at least. Yeah, at but, least three. Um, eh? Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The red El Yucateco hot sauce in your popcorn uh, marinara sauce. Marinara sauce. Fucking Talk game changer, dude. Spicy spaghetti. I, uh, game I changer, know dude. about that. Game changer. You would do meatballs. I, I love you El Yucateco. You do vegan meatballs? I do. The Gardein <laughs> meatballs are really good. I do. I do. <laughs> And you know, for the most part, I'm a pro. and I'll I'll make sandwiches out of the Gardein meatballs with uh, the, oh, I didn't try those meatballs. The, the Newman's own Sakaruni uh, oh, spaghetti sauce, Sakatumi fucking Sakaruni. delicious, dude. And that's vegan. I don't even make spaghetti sauce anymore. Yeah, it's tomatoes. It's bro. like the Sakaruni is like ninety percent as good as homemade tomato sauce, and all I have to do is open a fucking jar. Brad, you have no idea like what slippery fucking chicken fat. <laughs> beef fat fucking weird ass you're like why is this? this is you know what i mean it's like it's whipped cream that's not vegan what the fuck like it's it will blow your mind the shit that they slip beef fat into, into everything dude. it's in way is in everything i'm not monitoring as beef close as Dave, vegan. I, it's not i'm just it's doing not vegetarian meat. not vegan beef, beef um, fat is not meat it's true it's not meat it's not meat but right. it's an animal product so but anyway I, I the saccharuni the meatballs uh the red habanero el yucateco you got me hooked a, on those Gardein chicken on a things, Pyrenees man. I'm hooked bun. on right That now. shit's fucking delicious, dude. Man, I need to get diverse with it. I've still been using the orange stuff, but both my kids were like, that's too sweet, Dad. Like in the orange chicken one that you told me to throw the, chi- the orange pack away and just make them like yeah, nuggets. Spicy. Right. And that'd then both spicy. my kids were like, it was too sweet. And it so did. then I used like a fourth of the orange pack to just kind of get a little bit of a glaze in it. And we made it with rice. And it's still delicious, but it is it is. You don't, you don't buy the panda, You don't buy the Panda Express sauce? I have orange chicken actually. I haven't. I've I've been buying these gardening things. Well, you can can buy the chicken. So good. We always buy like. um, Yeah, you can buy the panda. I buy breaded chicken, like a different brand, like whatever type of orange chicken I buy. I never use the sauce. I always use the panda sauce. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's like you can do. I mean, you can make same sauce as the restaurant. Yeah, you can make fucking chicken nuggets and put that sauce on them. You know what I mean? I've been I've been making fucking Asian noodles and rice and crazy stuff lately. So fucking good. I've been killing like five ingredients, dude, and you can fucking make some badass yeah. noodles. Yeah. So good. But I also been fucking Stuffy with the noodles. rice noodles and wheat noodles. Mm, I fuck them up. I got to get the egg noodles. Got to get it dialed in. I got to get it figured out. <clears throat> wheat noodles? So with Chinese food? I, I was trying to uh, be like not uh, have egg. I was uh, trying to see if I could make the dish be vegan. Uh, and then it like got sticky and the noodles got weird. And I was like, uh, oh, fuck, you have to soak mm-hmm. some of those noodles well, yeah, instead just of like cooking them. Yakisoba noodles and chow mein. I mean, like, some of the best is just throwing the fucking top ramen sauce yeah. back out and using those ramen noodles. That's they just work a great. noodle, yeah. yeah. So we also like to thank our patrons. You help us pay the bills. Uh, you help keep us motivated. Um, you help us stay on task. And we'd like to shout out several of you. 
and say things about you in public. So first is Zach. Or Z-A-K, no C. Zach said, fuck the C. Or Zach's parents said, no C's here. Zach's parents couldn't spell. That's true. He's like, lose it and see what happens, mom. And then here we are talking shit about it. Here we go. It took 23 years. Zach Nini. Nini? N-E-N-E. Nini. Nini. No C, two uh, knees. He's got two knees. <laughs> he does. He's got yeah. two knees. <laughs> two that's, knees how he, no that's how he introduced himself. My name's Zach. No C, two knees. That's right. And they're like, what the fuck is this guy? What's wrong with this he's guy? He's got like a yellow baseball hat yeah. on sideways and like white sunglasses. Yeah, has the looks of yeah. a mongoloid, but he's not a mongoloid. It's very strange. Thinks he's cool. Yeah. What if his first name was Looney and his middle name was two? Looney, two knee. Looney Tunini. It'd just yeah. be Looney Tunis. That's all it is. Right. That's his middle name. Yeah. Zach Tunis. Yep. He could, he could be a gangster, like Tunis. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he's going to do. He's going to fucking take it. Well, I said his out. parents couldn't spell, and they thought Tuna. Their last name was Tuna, but they spelled it Tunis. I like the gangster. So their last name was Tuna, name. and they spelled it Nini. Yeah. Mm. They yeah. couldn't spell. That's just I think they digressed that from that so far. Have you ever had, have you ever, have you ever had your five year old write a word? No. No. That's what happens. You tell him write, write. <laughs> you tell him write something like, like you know, something Goldeneye, and oh. it comes out Nini. Nini, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what his parents did. Mm-hmm. We are trying and to have tuna because their name, their last name's Tuna. He's really going. They just he's really, going to tuna. He's really going, he's going with for the tuna. It. I'm down with it. I'm Never down. Nini. Corey Floyd. He's retarded. Yeah. Yeah. He can't read like his brother. Just because uh, there was a, a mentally challenged gentleman oh, that's in a my childhood. That's a different guy. Yeah. And his name was Dennis Floyd. And that guy was fucking hilarious. My mom would drive, we would drive by and he would run out in the front yard and fucking talk to us. It was like hmm. childhood friend. And he was like 50 years old at this point. And he remembered <laughs> everyone's fucking name and every event that ever fucking occurred. Like, it was insane. You could ask him anything in the past 50 years, and he could fucking recall it. Did you it molest the child, crazy. George? Or was his name Dennis? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah, how he yeah, talked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I did, I did, I did, I did. And then, but he would, he, like, that was in between those sentences. But then in between that was total recall. Wow. So what's this have to do with, wow. with this Floyd? Wow. <laughs> That's when he gets exposed. I'm to not sure what Floyd. he has to do with this. Well, I think it was just same last name. He looked like Mr. Burns on fire the, with his tongue kind of. <laughs> you know. And then last but not least, we have Terry Harvey. He's awesome. That's my dog's name. That's fucking great. Your dog's name, Terry Harvey? Yeah, it could be a girl, though. Terry which, came, which came first? The Terry or the Harvey? Did you did you name your dog Terry Harvey? Brad always comes first, just for the record. Oh, okay. yeah, mm, yeah. Leave, he'll leave you hanging, ladies. Watch out, yeah, because <laughs> he's hanging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. So, thank yeah. you, patrons. Uh, thank you for the support. It means the world to us. Um, and as always, we are a member. We are a founding member of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Go there for all your podcasting needs. Check out some shows, some tutorials. If you have a podcast that you want some ears on. There's a directory there that you can apply to get posted on and get your get your uh, name out there into the social ether. But go to podbelly.com. That's podbelly.com. And our topic today is a very mysterious book. Um, I had I had this book confused, or I had it merged 
with a book that's called the Codex Seraphinianus. That's next episode. And the Codex. Well, there's no reason to do an episode on the Codex Seraphinianus because it's, I mean, everyone knows who wrote it. It's an artist and it's kind of like the Voynich manuscript, but not as thorough. And the right. drawings are way more bizarre, way, way, way more. It's really fucking cool. But I always thought these two books were the same thing. And I knew that this book was, I mean, and you can buy, you can buy either one of them. You can buy a reprint from Yale of the, of the Voynich manuscript and you can buy looks this. looks pretty fucking the, cool. To it be does honest. look cool. The um, Codex oh, Serafinianus looks cooler. If you're watching this live creepier. right now, for the record, because people in the live group, um, if you're watching this live, uh, I did put a PDF link in the comments of this section. So you and, can and I will put that it. same link in the show notes. So if you've never seen this book, um, I recommend that you pause and uh, go to the show notes, do a quick look on it. You can find a full PDF of the book. Go page by page, zoom in. The book is a fucking trip. The, the Voynich manuscript is a trip. And I didn't realize, like, because you look at it and it's like, oh, no one knows what the language is. These drawings are really bizarre, like whatever. And you immediately just think, oh, this is a fucking forgery. This is some bullshit. This is a hoax. And it's like, Every expert in the world that has looked at this book is like, this isn't a forgery. This isn't bullshit. And this isn't a hoax. It's just fucking bizarre. And we have no idea why it exists, what it says or why it was written. But most people believe that it was written around 1420. That tends to be the consensus of mult. And we'll get into the science of why they think that, but multiple scientific methods, um, and linguistic things and everything. Probably the ink, it. ink and the paper and all that. That's stuff. all part of yeah. it. Yeah, all, all kinds all, of stuff. Yeah. They, but, but they, they think it's between, like most articles would just sort of lumped it in and said 1420. But when you got into more persnickety articles, it was like between 1408 and 1432. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like they had so, it down to a 20 year span. Where yeah. I was like, damn, that's <clears throat> impressive that they fucking yeah. got it down to that. Um, but, uh, the book is a trip. So it's written. Um, right now it's at the at Yale's Benacci Rare Book and Manuscript Library, um, where it's been for about a hundred years, I guess. Maybe um, two hundred years or something. Right? Not at Yale. No, not Yale. But prior to that, there was a two hundred year gap. There was a two hundred year gap where it sat at a college, um, where it was it was in a college. Um, but uh, the I mean the language that's written in it, no one can translate or understand. But as we'll look at when we get into all the details of the book, uh, linguistics and language experts are like, but that's not to say it's gibberish. This is a real language. Like statistically, if you look at the letters and the characters and what's happening, like a random language generator or someone making something up, it wouldn't be this pattern like this is exactly what a language should look like it seems even though if, we don't yeah, understand anything, the, it's a, the you know yeah, if it was yeah. anything it's a like a another language it's a real language but it's just been like Got transcribed lost. into a different a different script, script. that yeah. or that or it's lost i mean it could exactly. be exactly a, a lost language, language a lost culture uh some people theorize that people look the like book, oompa loompas they do some people theorize that the book is like a an encyclopedia or a medical encyclopedia from a specific culture that spoke a specific language. Oh, because there's like even herbs that, and animals yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Even though yeah. that culture is now gone, but this book might have been 
um, attempting to capture. I have a theory that it's Colonel Sanders' great, 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 great grandfather because it contains like the 11 herbs recipe. and spices. Oh, it uh, does have tons of recipes spices. and herbs and spices. And, and even that. for that matter, I mean, it could have been like, even though it was written in 1420, it's like some monk could have had a book that was written in fucking 1200 and translated that he it. transcribed yeah. into this. The, the, um, the neat thing is that it's they even look at people are so crazy when they examine this shit that they can tell that nuts, it was written with such a smooth flow yeah. that it's not something that someone wasn't entirely fluent in when they wrote it. Yeah. Like and they who, called they I think they call that the dictum or the ductum. Yeah. I'll look at it later. Dictum, but I think yeah. they were like they said that this couldn't be something that was based like this because a lot of people are like, oh, this is a it was someone with a language that was using a cipher to to encrypt what they were writing but they said no because linguistically just like looking at the handwriting there's something called either the dictum or the ductum but it's like the speed in which you write your letters yeah and it was they like anyone flows, who's using yeah. a using a codex would have constantly been stopping to check oh what do i translate this one to what do i translate that one mm. to but they were like the the flow of the penmanship was, was someone yeah. who knew this language like it's so it's almost bizarre. it reminds me of like an old ass farmer's almanac mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it just has you know but the pictures are so astronomy bizarre. you know there's there's lots of naked stuff. ladies and pools yeah naked ladies yeah, that's yeah. part of the farmer's almanac you know and, like, <laughs> and then the pools go like they have like connecting little fucking Dr. canals style from page like, to page yeah. and the water's yeah. green and it's just like the fuck is happening it's some, a cool ass book man there's some cool theories that people think that like there was a guy that was using like glass to magnify it and some of those are like cellular images because when you look at some of it you're like oh that looks like what you see in a microscope i saw oh, a does, documentary yeah. where they showed it side by side and it's like that looks like fucking protozoa and shit right, yeah. and there was some guy that they thought might have used fucking glass with water in it to like magnify shit and look through certain angles and that somehow he had a rudimentary like microscope and could see fucking like no, slices of, that of plants and shit. Yeah. He's doing crazy like plant alchemy or right. something. <clears throat> right. So the book itself, there's only one copy. It's on vellum, which means that the pages are made from uh, cow skin. And I had a hard time. Like I read this in two different articles and I was like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if that means what I think it means. So the, so the book is 16 centimeters by 24 centimeters. So the size of a, of a, decent sized paperback yeah i saw people like, handling it and it's like, taking si out like 16 centimeters is like six inches across so it's probably what six inches by i feel like it's bigger than that was because i the saw paper take the fold out yeah no i think the uh, maybe when they yeah it said 24 out. by 16 centimeters is what it said the the dimensions mm -hmm. of the book were or the paper itself is i don't think they count the cover because the cover isn't original 24 by 16 9.4 inches so 9.5 inches is 24 centimeters and you said the other one was 16? 16, which I think is six inches. Dave happens to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking all his <laughs> over the seas bitches. I've told you. Mine's He's like, six, girl, 6.299. Six, I told you, I'm six cups. <laughs> 6.29 inches is 16 6 centimeters. Um, so, uh, like the size of like an oversized paperback, you know. Um, what's your, uh, what's the... Uh, I'm guessing it's probably around mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's probably about the same dimensions, I would guess. 180, 181 mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's, they said that depending on how you count the pages, there's 240 pages, but some pages fold out. 
There's some that are like a centerfold that has one extra fold on it. There's one big crazy one that's like the it folds out to be like six pages wide. Which they said at the time it would be kind of costly to do that. Yeah, so like sure. it's like no joke to like you're not making this for some bullshit. Um, but what's a trip to me is I started trying to think about like what if, uh, you know, a couple thousand years pass from now and this shit's all forgotten. The ocean covers us up and somehow some book gets handed down. And it's like Aesop fable or something, you know? Sure. And like English is lost. It's like, it could be some silly, fantastical fucking weirdness that doesn't make sense. The only thing is, though, that didn't exist. Yeah. Writing was so expensive and so rare and such a unique skill that only monks at colleges and royalty had. It's hard to picture someone... That's the thing. It's like right now, yeah, you would write this book kind of like that Codex Seraphinianus, which is just a big goof in an art project. Like that didn't fucking exist in 1420. Well, think of the efforts that's made for like the stories in the Bible, though, too. Like whether whatever legitimate stuff there is to that, but it's some fantastical sounding True. crazy thing. And they take all the effort to write that story. True. It could be something similar to that. Yeah. But it's clearly instructional. Like Brad said, it's a farmer's almanac of sorts. It's yeah. clearly showing you how to and teaching you something. Yeah. It's informational. Yes. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Um, so they say that depending on how you count the pages, it's 240 pages long. I think the PDF is 219 pages or something like that. The PDF was 209, 209. And, the, and that's counting like three weird blank pages at the end. Okay. But yeah, yeah Sean, when you count those, it's like yeah. 240 pages if you, if you get Yeah, but when you unfold those pages, like I said, it depends on how you count it. But the evidence, so... The, I looked at every page last night. I went through that because I saw some stuff online where I was like, is that really in there? Because there's these weird yeah, images and I was like, yeah. that wasn't in there. There's like weird horse pictures and shit that were like dolly looking things and i was like i don't think that's from those the are probably from the codex seraphinianus yeah because when i clicked in there i got that pdf i went through page by fucking and was page. the art a little bit different than what than what you see in the Voynich yeah it was a little different that's a, yeah, it was it's, a little it's probably cleaner, from the, it yeah it's better. probably the colors are crisp yeah. but they're really kind of psychedelic looking yeah. yeah it's probably that other book that i kind of confused it with which again is worth looking at i i i've wanted to own a copy of both of these the Codex Seraphinianus is always like 150 fucking dollars, so I never buy it. Oh, is it really? Um, yeah. Um, unless it dropped. Last time I saw it, it doesn't go in, it doesn't go to print very often. And when it does, it's fucking expensive. Um, but the Voynich manuscript, you can buy the Yale, uh, duplication of it for like 35 bucks as a hardback right now on Amazon. Um, that's not too bad. No, it's not bad at all. It's in my cart right now. Um, so. They they say that it was originally 272 pages long, and they know that because when you look at old books like that, it's based on, I forget all the terms, there's folios, and there's bibliots, and there's like one other term, and it's all about how you lay out the paper so that when you sew it together and bind it, it comes out as pages, and when you deconstruct the book, it's not in the same order that it would have been in originally because you have to bind them in a certain way to get these pages to line up and bait like there's entire folios missing and you can just see and that, that was made gone. of uh, like goat skin where the other part was made out of calf skin. So they knew that it had been changed and modified at right. some point in time. Yeah. And they say that the cover was originally made of wood and uh, but they think that the wood started getting eaten by insects and that the insects started to eat the pages. Like wormwood or termites or something. Yeah. yeah. And then they changed the cover to a cheap calf's or a cheap goat skin cover, which is what it is right now, which is not the original cover. 
Um, and they can even see that you, you could see like on the first page, it's discolored from where it would have been glued to wood. Um, and that's no longer there. But one of the things that I saw, one of the videos that I saw when they were talking about the cover, it said that the cover was the equivalent, like it was the cheapest cover you could have gotten at the time. So when it was in the college, at one point, an army, we'll get to the college, at one point, an army invaded this town in Italy where the book sat for like 200 years. And one of the priests at the college would have taken it home to make sure that the army didn't invade the college and steal all the books and burn them or something. It makes you wonder what didn't get saved. You exactly. know what I mean? Like what crazy things yeah, are, you know what I really want to know? That, I want to know what the Vatican has. Like what the fuck does well, it was supposed have? to have this? Yeah. And that's what I'm gonna, saying. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that, I thought, man, they <laughs> right. almost got this. Yeah. What do they have? They yeah. have some shit crazy as this, yep. I bet. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but they say that the cover was as cheap as a cover got and that they, they, for the rarity and the, the pedigree, like who used to own this book, they never would have put a cheap goatskin cover on it and that they think they did it on purpose to like disguise the book and make it not look as valuable and rare as it was. Hmm. Um, so uh, anyway, so the content of it, it's broken down like modern scholars who look at it since there's no numbered chapters or whatever uh, or even numbered pages they break it up by the illustrations that you can find in it, which is a logical way to do it. So they break it into six areas. Area one, they call the herbal area. And um, it's got every page shows one or two plants and then a couple of paragraphs of text. Some of them um, they've identified and they're like, oh, this is that plant and this is that plant. And I looked at one, like one of them was talking, like they said that it was this particular plant. And I looked at the plant and I was like, I don't know if that's that fucking plant. It's just a plant. It's hard to tell. But then the, when the I really, crude though, but man. I looked at the, when I looked at the way they depicted the flowers of the plant and the way the leaves looked and all that. And I looked at the drawings enough times. I was like, no, that is that plant. That's a very distinct flower, you, like a puffy, weird flower. I was going to say, you could pretty crudely draw plants and have like this distinct separation of this many like separations in the leaf structure yeah, yeah. and the, the, the length and slenderness right. of it are the defining characteristics that by definition make it that plant, even if your drawing was poor. And then you would also come like, which is what they've done. You would also look at, okay, what are known books written in the 1400s where they drew plants and identified them? I saw that them. and I watched them compare it. And it was much more detailed than it looked like that d- does look like a bunch. Like everything in here is identifiable. <laughs> right. And in this one, it's like two things are identifiable. Yeah. Everything else seems like a fucking alien leaf that's been merged or something. Or they're something like, else. oh, this looks like the root structure of the such and such plant, yeah. but the leaves of the such and such plant and the flowers of the, so it's that's like. That's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, like, uh, like alchemy or something of plants exactly. like they're all composites which you can do right you know maybe they yeah. did it and it laid on the table and then <laughs> that it kind of makes died sense. and went nowhere right and i mean even saying alchemy like that's like my theory of this whole book because when we talk about alchemy botanical al- alchemy. like you've got like these alchemists would write the they would they would disguise what they were doing in increasingly elaborate puzzle books that only another alchemist could understand the recipe for what they were doing or understand the plant. Like they didn't ever say it was a juniper bush. They said it was the sun when it shines at midnight because that was some Hmm. bizarre reference to some plant in some book that an alchemist would understand and know what meant a juniper bush. And I just kept thinking, is this whole book some fucking hardcore alchemical codex that like is recipes and shit 
that this person was intentionally hiding so we wouldn't get burned as a witch and other alchemists could figure it out, but it was so intense that no one no one got it or now it's lost or I don't know. I just kept coming back to the alchemical book, especially with all these plants and shit in it. Um, but see so yeah, the first section is herbal. Uh, the second section is astronomical and it's a bunch of circular diagrams uh, that look like astronomy or astrology. They've got suns and moons. There's a series of 12 diagrams and it's like, there's two fish, which is Pisces. There's right. a bull, which is Taurus. So the Zodiac um, as we know, it is somewhat displayed. I know that the thought of this is like elementary and so simplistic that obviously they thought of this, but it seems like when you find something that you know is identifiable, like these are the zodiac symbols, you know, that's fish, you know, that's going to be Pisces, that you'd be like, okay, this word says fucking Pisces. Well, they, they did that with a handful of words. Um, I don't know. Because you're like, you know how many, notes. you know how often vowels are repetitive. So right. you're like, hey, this little fucking Tolkien looking, because it does look like Tolkien writing. It looks yeah, like fucking sure. Elvis. And there Tolkien. is repetition. Sure. There is repetition. Like in, yeah. So you, you know, know like, hey, this thoughts. is how it happens. Like I saw one that was like a QO thing. And you're like, well, that's QU. Always follow each other. And that one letter is QO all the time. Like that you could find the repetition in it and be like, okay, well, this word says Pisces and there's a vowel in the third position. That, but they've thought of it. They, you know, crazy. Well, they, Alan like Turing tried to fucking break the shit. Yeah. Couldn't do it. And the guy, there's a, I didn't even know about this guy and he's in my notes. I'll get to his name eventually. The guy who, like Alan Turing cracked a German Enigma code and an American cat cracked the Japanese purple codex, which right. was what they were using. And the guy who cracked the purple codex in America after the war tried to fucking, you know, de- uh, decipher the Voynich the Voynich manuscript and couldn't figure it out. Cause what could happen is it's anything could be the fucking key, right? Like yes. it, depending on what type of uh, encryption they're using, it could have been a scrappy piece of paper with three holes cut in it for sure. And you're laying it over this paragraph yeah. and it's like, okay, well if this letter lines up to that, then these ones couple sentences down are the yeah. important ones. Right. And the other things filler. Yeah. You know, so right. it's, it's fucking tough. You like, you start at the first letter and those staggered diagonal things from the scrappy piece of paper, they got lost from the 1600s. It's right. gone. Yeah. Right. And everything you think so you could get it, like oh i think it's this and it's not and there's 170,000 fucking words in there right there's 170,000 characters or 170,000 170,000 characters so that's a lot to try to fucking you think that ai is going to do that shit some quantum computer is going to look in there and be like eventually so far they still can't do it like so far it's it's still not there like the google computer would talk shit get racist and oh by the way oh by the way oh by the way manuscript yeah it's a recipe book the next section they call the balneological, which is the n- nude women. A lot of them are in crowns. A lot of them are pregnant, and they're floating in tubs and pools connected by crazy pipes. If you're watching the live, it's actually up on the screen now. The cosmological is a bunch of circular diagrams, um, and it's where most of the foldouts are. Um, and uh, it's just they call them islands or rosettes, and they're really weird. There's castles, something that might be a volcano. It's just these bizarre circular drawing patterns. It could be some fucking Atlantis shit, man. Could be. Think about that. Like yeah. 12 weird fucking grids connected right. with little fucking yeah. islands and that volcano in the middle right. that fucking blows that up and sinks your shit. Atlantis. That sounds yeah. like some Atlantis yep. shit for sure. All the water depiction stuff. Yep. Weird plants that we don't That's recognize. That's true. They are all bathing in the water. Yeah. The like pharma- water society. Pharmaceutical section is uh, isolated plant parts, like specific roots, specific leaves, not the whole plants. And then almost looking like surgical dissection. Like there's those weird stacks of columns and shit yeah. that almost looks like what you see when you see cross sections of vascularity. Right. Like when you see the, the arm peeled back and then the vein gets smaller and smaller. 
That's what it looks like. Yeah. It looks a ton like that. Yeah. And then the shortest part of the book uh, towards, I guess not the shortest, but there's a section that they just call the recipes and it's mostly writing. There's not really a lot of drawings in there, but there's little stars and weird little notes up and down the margins, little like squiggle marks and stars, little decorations, but it's what they think the recipes are. Um, if, it, if basically I think based on the type of book they think this is, that's the section of the book where you would have what you do with these plants and what you do with these herbs and all that stuff would be written in the back of the book um, where that section is. Someone on live said Pompeii because there's the volcano, but we, it's oh, not man. a lost language, though. There's still all kinds of artifacts yeah. and we still have all the writing. Yeah. Um, so they've, like we said, they've tried to match the plants with plants and haven't had a whole lot of uh, success. Um the basins and tubes in the balneological section, a lot of people think have a connection to alchemy. Like it's not really a bunch of women in crowns in a pool. This is like the size and shape of the beaker that you would be boiling this particular recipe in. And then it would drip down this tube into another beaker right. where you, instead of eight ladies, you've only got four ladies because you've condensed it that much. So if you're looking at it as an alchemical code, those weird drawings of that ladies might, representation. Sudden, yeah, it might make more sense as an alchemical, you know, uh, formula, basically. Someone even said that it could have been uh, Leonardo da Vinci's earliest fucking work because there's some similarity in some of the drawings, but I think the final date, threw that off and like ruled it out, gave him al- alibi out of that. They were saying, when, I don't even know his, let me look, let me try to look at life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the history of the book itself, we can get into what we know about where, cause again, I thought the whole book was going to be just some fucking bullshit, but then you start looking into it and it's like, no, they fucking trace this shit back. Like they know where this thing came from. Um, so, uh, mm, actually April 15th, 1452 is when he died. Yeah, and they're saying it's from 1430, but man, we're only talking about... When was he born? Uh, he was, Oh, he was born. That put them outside of their date really by a bit. He wasn't born until uh, 1452. He was born in 1552. I found an article that says, uh, has Yale's mystery voynich manuscript finally been deciphered? There's a yeah, couple there were, things there were there. A couple 2020, there. Yeah, and it says that they were able to use Hebrew and some Arabic languages mm-hmm. to get some words and then manage to translate uh, some sentences. But so, there's a bunch of shit where there's, like, I watched a whole talk about, like, mad scholars who are actual, like, fucking cryptographers and people that are specialists in linguistics where they just publish shit with no fucking, hmm. like, there, there was no yeah, basis. Like there have been like, it's like what they there have been like is, eight yeah. different times that people have said, I figured it out and it's this, and then everybody else starts looking at it and they're like, no, but it's not that. Yeah, though, because huh? they like don't, they don't look at the work that anyone else did. They just get some fucking hot idea in their head and they're like, like me, I was like, well, what are they? Let's look at fucking Pisces and then line up the vowel. Well, that's like, what this person was, they looked at, they were able to, um, make a connection between Hebrew characters right, mm-hmm. and the Voynich characters. And then they, they were able to, but I wonder if it coincides with like the pictures, you know what I mean? Like the sentences right. that they're making. Yeah. I saw a couple and it said nothing was completely like repeatable or right. um, like founded yet. Like they hadn't hmm. found anything that was, cause if they found it, would be like, holy shit, you're right. Look you at this. It. Yeah. It's fucking 12 ladies in the bathtub naked. It's right. talking about that clearly. Right. So the historians and archaeologists have tracked its providence. Like basically they can follow the lineage of who owned it and who sold it to who, who sent it to who, et cetera. Which is crazy. Yeah. Well, that that in itself is pretty crazy. 
Yeah, they the farthest back that they tracked it is Prague in 1612. So that's just, the first historical record of, of where they know the book was. The way they dated it was radiocarbon dating on the calfskin paper. That's one of the ways, yeah. So there could be some fucking 30-year-old fucking paper laying around. You know what I mean? Like until Da Vinci gets fucking... That's knows, true. He's a fucking prodigy. That's true. He could be fucking 10 years old and start drawing these fucking characters. I mean, they're pretty right. rudimentary. They, I mean, they say, like, based on that radio dating, that's what, how old they think it is. Um, but then all these other bizarre scientific and chemical methods are looking at the ink and the type of quill and the color pigments that they use. Something and brought like, it to Italy. I know that, a lot of it's Prague, but right? But they're Italy like stuff, all yeah. of that together comes down to fourteen twenty. Right. Well, that's not. They're not saying it was made in Prague. They're saying right. that's the first time they have a record of it. Um, looking at the history of the book, so they think that the Holy Roman Emperor Rudolf the Second gave it to his physician, Jacobus Sinopius. Um, and he uh, gave it to a 17th century alchemist from Prague. And a lot of these people that have something to do with the book are fucking alchemists, which hmm. gives even more credence to this. Is it an alchemical <laughs> thing? But this guy named George Barish uh, in the 1600s was an alchemist in Prague. And, uh, he had it in his in his uh, library, and he wrote a letter to someone asking if they would take this sphinx that is taking up space uselessly in my library because he could make no sense of of what it meant. Um, so it bounced back and forth between a couple of different scholars. I won't go into all the fucking details because it gets kind of boring. Um, by the late 1600s, um, it ended up there was a guy in. Um, the the a university in Prague who ended up with it and he ended up talking to uh someone in the Collegio Romano which is now the Pontifical Gregorian University um and uh it basically sat at that university for 200 years um in 1870 the city was invaded so they moved it and then in 1912, the Collegio Romano um, was short of money and they were going to sell all of their rare holdings to the Vatican to make money. And uh, the this guy, uh, Will Wilfred Voynich, um, it didn't say exactly how it happened, but one of the articles implied that he might have just been there before the Vatican guy. And he was like, "Look, I'll be, I'll buy these right now." Um, and he yeah, was for a, some reason the Vatican didn't, just didn't take all of them. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So this guy bought a batch of thirty books, and one of the and he was a bookseller, and uh, he was interested in the book. And he even asked the the priests there, like, "What does it mean?" And they were like, "None of us have ever known. Like, there's no idea." And they even told him, and there's even a letter that confirms that a historical document that at one point one of the priests who had it. Um, sent it to another priest at a different college. Um, apparently, and this, this would explain why there's missing pages because apparently one of the priests sent pages to another guy who was lying, but said that he had deciphered hieroglyphs. Right. And he had a big, he was famous for deciphering hieroglyphs, even though he didn't do it. 
So someone took pages from the Voynich manuscript and sent them to him. I know, instead of sampling, and I was like, oof. Yeah, you took pages pages out. Yeah, there's no fucking... Or did they just, like, transcribe... Copy it? No, I'm guessing that was why there's missing pages. It's also kind of wild how there was no mistakes, no corrections, all that shit was hand-scribed, 170,000 characters, without a single mistake. I mean, maybe there were some tossed papers. You you might not know there was a mistake. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't know if there's well, just meaning out. that like it's not scratched out. There's no whiteout. I mean, it could be misspelled, yeah. but they didn't make a a flow mistake. Well, they like, would have seen they would have seen an like, indent in the yeah. like all the bizarre fucking. I mean, or you fuck up, you start that page over. Yeah, I guess. That's, I'm sure that's. But how it's that not happened. just a page. You start the whole fucking folio over. Oh, and that was the thing that I thought was weird. Two different articles said that the book is comprised of the complete skins. Of 14 cows. Right. They're separate. And I'm like, that's not possible. It's fucking six inches by nine, nine inches. No, no, no. I, I don't think they meant the complete skins. They both said the complete skins Maybe of 14 Maybe when the hide dries down, it shrinks up that much? No. no. I don't know. Think no, about the shit you hear about our veins will circle the earth twice. Yeah. If, if our well, vascular, 200, like, 240, vascular the 240 pages in a cow hide, like, I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Because think about a cow hide. You know what I mean? Like it's like the back and the sides of a cow and then make that into 240 pages. Like one of them isn't going to do it. And I guess throw like some fucking medieval hungry ass fucking collarbone sticking out European cow. Yeah. Yeah. She's genetically modified. She looks like a little African baby. You're trying to send 20 (laughs) cents a day to, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) one of those cows. Yeah. It's going to get you about five. Yeah, You're used to our steroid (laughs) California. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're thinking it's different ass cows. Yeah. Yeah. These are like the sad India cows that (laughs) they they, they don't eat because they think it's grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm reading here about the Da Vinci. Like what is the basis behind it? And fuck people are crazy crazy smart like they figured out that one of the diagrams represents like a clock face of sorts and the 12 women and the 12 stars like represent months and the position of certain uh symbols on the chart represent like the 9 and 12 position to say that on the clock face that it represents the date like april 15th because of the aries and the ram and the birth between 9 p.m and midnight and there's some weird thing that they transcribe to latin that says saturday night or some crazy shit but it's like it's leonardo da vinci's birthday on this one day and they're like, well, There's is it though? I don't it. know. Like, is that a coincidence? Know. But they're like, no, look, this is a fucking chart for dates or whatever. It's like, it's fairly convincing reading it here, but I've also spent this, about and there are things like there are this thing's like an early Karma Sutra mag- manual. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's like tubes running down to a pool of women. It's like, how to impregnate yeah. multiple women at the same right. time. That's all. Right. Come in the water. Yeah, come yeah. in the water. <laughs> That's how it is. That's all in the recipe section. How many yeah, it's in the recipe section. I was in the yeah. jacuzzi. Somebody jerked off in the jacuzzi. Yeah. No, no. So yeah, so Voynich ends up with the book. Um, he he himself spent about seven years trying to get people to look at it to figure out what the fuck it was. And he's at this point obviously got financial interest in it because um, he's trying to sell it. Um, he tried to prove that it was... Um, I have his name later in the notes. He was trying to prove that it was done by a particular author not bacon bacon yeah Yeah. um he was trying to argue uh, that it was done by bacon because if it was then this was a missing book by bacon and that would have made it worth a fortune Um, sir francis bacon no it was a different bacon no it was kevin bacon (laughs) it was sir kevin bacon um but uh, it's in my notes. Man, this some bacon sounds good point. right now, too. I'm hungry. I didn't eat dinner. I'm hungry for orange chicken. You guys fucking orange chicken. Ooh. You got to get the panda sauce, bro. Yeah, as soon as you, you got to get that panda sauce. Well, I don't have it tonight, but. 
I'm a little bit, I, my vegan self is a little bit hopeful because apparently they, they test kitchened, uh, Roger Bacon, Roger Bacon, um, Roger, 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 Roger Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> they test kitchened, uh, uh, beyond chicken at mm. Panda Express Ooh. with oh. the, in their orange chicken sauce. Oh, nice. And all of the restaurants that they supplied it to, um, it's they, probably cheaper than regular chicken for probably them. is. They gave them it's like wheat gluten. They gave each of them a two month supply based on how the regular chicken sells. Yeah. To see. It was like they did know, with the brown this, rice or white rice. Like, which one do you right, want? Exactly. Like, and then they got They're rid like, of the brown so it's, rice. It's sustainable for two months and we can track to see how it sells for two months. The longest any of the test restaurants had it was for three weeks. Oh, wow. Because they all out. just fucking, because everybody showed up That's a good sign. wanting to get it. Yeah. Um, so when uh, Voynich died, his widow, um, who was an author, actually, um, and she was the daughter of the mathematician George Boole, um, she died in 1960 and left it to a friend of hers, and then she sold it to another antique book dealer who couldn't find a buyer anyway because nobody knew what the fuck this book was, and then she finally donated it in a batch of books to Yale University in 1969, where it was cataloged as they had no idea what it was. It was MS 408, which is just manuscript 408. So it was unnamed manuscript 408. And then at that point, people started looking at it and going, oh, good goddamn, what is this fucking book? Right. Like that was kind of the first time that scientists and scholars started to look at it. Um, That's George uh, George Lucas student film project too. MS 408. Sounds like some shit. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, radio carbon dating, uh, put it between 1404 and 1438. Protein testing said that it was made from calf skins. Multispectral analysis showed that it was unwritten on before the manuscript was created. Um, So, it wasn't like at some point it was like bleached and reused or something. Um, the uh, they said that the quality of the paper based on the time that it was made was average at best. So it wasn't like super high quality vellum that some like crazy important priest or monastery was using. It was probably someone on the lower end of the, but they said the, the overall spectrum. cost would be fairly excessive to try to create that. Like sure. with the paints and the dyes and all that. Back and then. it took a couple people yeah. to write it. Someone else had to ink it. Yep. Like it was like some comic I think it was process. at least based on handwriting. They think at least two people, maybe three wrote it. Um, and that the illustrator was a completely different penmanship in hand than the, writers which even says more because then it's not some conspiracy to make a fake weird book it's like a group of people like monks or something but it's also if that if that weird ductus pace that shows oh, right. your familiarity Multiple with the language in it. yeah exactly it's not just it's one guy language. it was like a couple of people knew how to write this shit and wrote it out so um uh polarized light mus- uh microscopy and energy dispersive x-ray spectroscopy done in 2009 Tony Stark did that part. looked at the at the types of ink and the pen that was used and then x-ray diffraction looked at the ink content and all of it like and it broke down all the fucking chemicals that were in the green and all the chemicals that were in the blue and all this shit I watched the scientists say like what was it it's like okra yes, and all that right. shit I was like wow and they were like it's exactly 1420 and like he was a every, nerd too I was like yeah, yeah. he was like this is a beautiful <laughs> specimen of, of crimson yeah. like wow this guy's a nerd 
but everybody's like it completely lines up like this is exactly what would have been being you and i think they even said in italy in the 1420s and that was when the italian renaissance was happening and in the like one of the key cultural things in the italian renaissance was to go back and look at texts from ancient greece and ancient rome and fucking babylon and all these old civilizations and try to write them down, recapture them, reimagine them. Like the Italian Renaissance was a huge surge. Like the first time that historians really tried to look into the past and start to write down and recapture some of the old mythology and stories. Like that was a big part of the Renaissance. It's so crazy though. It's so like inconsistent. Like the script of this literally looks like Elvish Tolkien. It does. It's a beautiful fucking font. I think, I think too though, to, to rule out it being, like a code, you know what I mean? Like just to, because they say like, oh, you know, they would have stopped or they would have had to look at a thing. They could have been fluent in whatever in the they code. were writing in the code. Right. Yeah. Like if you, right. if you got good enough at pig Latin, you could write pig Latin fluently like you speak it, you know? Right. Or for that matter, if you, <clears throat> if it was a code and you fucking wrote it all out, on shittier fucking goat skin and then transfer right in front of you and then transferred and you're just writing exactly what's in front of you on the page. Yeah. You could have made it look like you were fluent. And and I feel like your ductum would have been fast. I feel like whoever did it it is, would be patient enough and diligent enough. Cause this would have cost a fortune to make a fortune to make. And it would have taken forever. It would so have like taken alchemy a couple thing, of years yeah. and taken a fortune. The alchemy thing like makes the most sense to me. Like after listening yeah, to like to, everything yeah. that runs, you know what I mean? Like what's kind of in it and like, you know, looking at the pictures, like that alchemy, like, you know, it's secretive because it's all new of the time. You know what I right. mean? Like everything's new. And, and if, you, po- it means if you wrote something. some, yeah. And if you wrote some crazy shit that was like a little bit, oh, this is a little bit out there, guys. Like the earth's round. You know what I mean? Sorry to tell you, like this shit's encrypted so it doesn't just I get out get to the killed. masses yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah. i mean yeah because yeah. that, that's what the that's what the cost is now you come out it's conspiracy theory or right. you know you come out oh you're crazy whatever like you, you don't know what you're talking about you saw shit on facebook you know back then it was like they will fucking hunt you down and kill you for spreading fucking for sure. the devil's you know devil's lipstick well, <laughs> devil's lipstick. yeah that's when, when a dog, dog gets was, a boner you know Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Is that what they call? Yeah, it? the devil's lipstick, <laughs> red rocket. Yeah, um, I've never heard the devil's lipstick before. Yeah, uh, what I was trying to say is how disproportionate the skill level is between the script and the art. Like, look how bad that art is when you look close. But if a it lot looks of like medieval, it's Crayola, a lot of medieval like, art garbage. Was bad, not though, good. dude. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. I might have just my OCD might have discovered something that someone should bring uh, <laughs> attention to. Because, like, look how shitty they colored in the blue on some of those tiles on the top, right? Mm-hmm. And then the tiles are like over here. It's every other tile. It's white, blue, white, blue, white, blue, white, blue, and it starts to break up. Then over here, all of a sudden, it's like two tiles, three tiles, one tile, two tiles, three tiles. That could be like, a code. There could exactly. be some code up there. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to exactly, exactly, go nuts. <laughs> because why would you do that? Like what? Like that's not consistent. No. Like, why would you do that? It's no, it's, unless it's a fucking code. Yeah. Like there's eight ladies in the pool, which means eight ounces of mercury. And then you have to bring it up to heat one time, then cool it down four times. Then bring like who fucking knows dude? it could just be that whole picture could be an alchemical recipe or the picture has nothing shit. to do with the words. So you're True. really fucked. 
True. Like you have <laughs> like true. fucking the, the yeah the That's, fucking or it's both. Yeah. Like oh they're you gonna know, think the it's about flowers and it's not anything right. about anything. The, that's on the that page. words are one coded text and then the painting is, is another. Like is another. Yeah. You know? I don't know, man. I'm looking at 1400 art, like 1450s. That shit looks sick. Like there's people. Well, with maybe skills. this guy. No, this guy's no, a writer, no. not an artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, so there's a handful of words written in Latin and in high German instead of this bizarre. And when we say an, an Elven script, it's because it's not even like the English language. It's not even A's and B's and C's and D's. It's like, it's like if you look at the Cyrillic script that Russian is written in, they got fucking backwards R's and all that kind of shit. It's yeah, a different it's, it's script. very calligraphy. Like we don't have those letters. It's very you know? calligraphy. It's very. Yeah. It looks straight out of Lord of the Rings. Like you would see that, that shit. In oh, yeah. It is the Lord of the Rings writing. For sure. Like it's, yeah. it's like that's what it looks like. But I can read part are, of it. The words that are in Latin and German are like off to the side and in the margins, and they're all almost guaranteed to have been like some priest or another who was trying to figure out the book just made a note in the margin in Latin. Yeah, and it's like of a different time and a different, uh, different whatever. But so yeah, so the the language um, they said that the groups of letters appear with the same statistical frequency as a real language. A random generator or a person making something up wouldn't have the same stats um, in a language as this thing does. Um, they said that it follows what they call phonological or orthographic laws of language. Um, so like in the dispersion of vowels and consonants. Yeah, like in English, like the, you know, some letters are doubled sometimes and others aren't. This is always only at the beginning of a word. This right. is always only at the end of a or word. Or always only this in the character yeah. only follows this character. And it, if like you Q-U. just and if you don't know what it means, you don't know what the language means, but you're just looking at those patterns. You're like statistically that does exactly no, what a here real looking language at it, does. I see this one character so much. I'm like, what? What the, the, is that? Like the it? double L with the little loop. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's so it's like man, that's uh, you feel like you could figure this out. I bet people are probably fucking yeah, the, exactly that, Brad. That's exactly right. the character, right? And I'm the like, four what? and the drop four that's in the beginning, like a G almost, mm-hmm. like uh huh, yeah. And then there, yeah, there's definitely. I mean, there's definitely some things. There's uh, some patterns, capital going on. letters, like yep. type things, like yeah. They call very, those the gallows letters. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Like um. They said, and again, like different linguistics, different teams that have researched it. Like some groups have come out and said that it's got grammatical markers that are common to European languages. Mm. Other people that have looked at it have said, but it also has the exact number of grammatical markers that would be closer to like Mandarin. And then they're like, no, but it's got stuff that's similar to Hebrew. So it's like, at the end, it's all over the place. You know, they have, they have like Voynich font. You know what I mean? They have that font for sure. Probably, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. yeah there's yeah. enough letters to make, you know what I mean? And they call at this point, they call the language Voynese, I think. Mm-hmm. That's um, stupid. Well, we got to call it something. Could have been Voynish. Oh, yeah. Um, Voindarin. Voynese. Yeah. So the, the theories of what is in the writing, either it was written by a cipher, so it's written in a known language, but a cipher changed it to become what it is right It'd now. It'd be the greatest cipher ever if, if like exactly. the fucking guys who, you know, the Enigma <laughs> code codes, and they yeah. crack these fucking code crackers But again, with, it out. with the Enigma code, I just ass crackers. I recently, code <laughs> ass crackers. I recently saw a thing, though, that said that right now, 
um, you still can't crack the Enigma code if you don't have the Enigma machine. Uh, like our best cryptography computers can't crack the Enigma yeah. code without the machine. And that makes um, sense. I mean, if you don't have whatever whatever key this needs, right. I mean, fuck, it you could be anything. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was saying earlier. It could be some other long lost book. Another book right. could be the key to this. The other thing, the other thing gone, the Vatican's through. got it. Yeah. The other thing is context. You know what I mean? Like if I don't know Spanish, but if I know the context of what's happening around me and I hear, you know, Spanish being spoke in that context, yeah. I can pick up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can, I can, I can pick it up and I, and I understand, you know, to a certain degree. Yeah. You when you don't know the context of something, when you're basing it off the photos, when those might not even be, or, you know what I mean? Or the, the images, when those might not even be part of what it's about, which it might be, but you know, that's really, really, really hard to do. Like even like German stuff and code, you know, they're still speaking in a certain way and they're talking about something and there is some sort of context in war, you know? Right. So I'm curious if the Vatican fucking library has another book like it. Like it's like, oh wait, we have a book with oh, that, we've got that like script a, in there. Oh yeah, the Voin- bunch of those. just go to the Voynese section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're never gonna yeah. let it up, dude. They got the right. vo- it's Voitos actually. You know yeah. what's gonna happen? Some fucking shit's gonna happen where the Vatican fucking library just gets fucking bombed. That's what's gonna fucking happen. That shit's gonna it's get gonna fucking go away. Yeah, yeah, just fucking bunker bomb is gonna fucking hit that shit and we'll it's never fucking yeah. know. So I hope there's a fucking little monk down there scanning away. Just fucking, you got fucking getting it all got on 20, the internet. Twenty-seven Epson scanners, just fucking scanning yeah. like a madman. Epson scanners, <laughs> maybe some Italian so, brands, some Tosca's. Exactly. Yeah. So another theory is that it was a group of monks who were, who were, who ran into a civilization or a culture that was speaking a language that was completely unknown, and that they were creating a Catalog. new script. For that language. Yeah. Oh, I see so like it's a brand new language, a brand new set of sounds. We're creating a brand new script for a brand new alphabet to capture what this language is. I don't is. think it ever happens. In it, was all, it was all pregnant women. Like that. Like, yeah. It was culture of pregnant <laughs> yeah, women with crowns on. Yeah. They're infinitely pools. pregnant. Yeah. yeah. I think that phonetically like and symbolically languages have to evolve together slowly. Like I don't think it's ever like we've been talking for years. You know what we need? Like, we need to write this shit down. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. And all of a sudden, like, we got to do it all at once. We need pregnant well, it'd be like, yeah. I mean, water. If you yeah. look at Egypt, I mean, they obviously had spoke and had a language, but their drawings and their stories were in pictures. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, it, that obviously evolved into something, but it wasn't a written language, you know, right. as, as like words, you know. Um, and their shit was yeah, weird. Was you know what phonetic, I mean? Yeah. Like their shit was weird. Like what the fuck is that fucking cat monster? Yeah, what you know what I mean? Like you don't know what the yeah. fuck that is. Like, dog head on there. Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, like there was some weird stuff that went on with Egyptian language, which well, could be, look at like you said, Mayan. something similar. Yeah, all the Mayan symbols yeah. and shit too. And, and it could be something similar where you have this, you know, this, like you said, this unknown language and they're, they're trying to put it together and trying to manuscript it. Um, and then and the, it just got lost. You know what I mean? The it only just, reason it, that's weird though, is it's like, if you look at the, if you look at how radically different Navajo is from English. Yeah. Like couldn't be more fucking different of a language. And when they tried to write it down for the first time, they still used English. 
Like, you yeah, use your, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't just make a new script to try to write down Navajo. This is what Navajo. Well, and maybe, like. I mean, like, maybe they did. That's write, what's weird about that theory, you know? Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that language was, you know, maybe there were writings and they were, and they were copying them down and, and the, the Enigma machine was a person and they're gone. True. You know what I mean? The person who could translate right. and, and a civilization was wiped out. Yeah. And you just have no record of it. And this is the only thing that survived, yeah. which is completely possible. Like I'm probably way off base, but that's, it's not impossible. Yeah. Or the Enigma machine was a machine in 1420. And now it's a fucking yeah. it's primary elements rotten in the ground somewhere. Cause that was fucking a long ass time ago. You know yeah, what I mean? True. Um, so a couple of theories that float out there of who did it, who done it. The original on the whodunit was that it was Voynich himself, but almost every single person that's looked at the book in Yale is like, this motherfucker had no capacity to do this. And the dating and the ink and all of it, like, it's not possible. Like, this was made in 1420. Well, there's a record of him buying it. it. There's a record of him buying it. But there's a record of it being in other places for hundreds of years. Yeah, before, before him. but I yeah. but I think when people antique fucking like pigments and a bunch of shit to pull right. that all off, you'd have to right. have some crazy blank and, book with old ass yeah. inks. Yeah. But it, at the end of the day, it's pretty much ruled out because even like I think that was a theory when Yale first got it, but now that people have been researching it and they can say no, like, no way. the fucking Holy Roman Emperor gave it to his physician in 1612. Here's a letter that specifically says that, that we found in some country that Voynich has never even been in. Like we've got the confirmation of, we've got letters of monks talking about the book to each other from monastery to monastery for hundreds of years. Um, and Voynich had nothing to do with any of that. So the book existed you know, before, before Voynich uh, got it, the, the pedigree exists. Um, some people think that it was a guy named Roger Bacon, who we mentioned, a uh, 13th century philosopher. He spent his time in his writings, trying to understand the universal laws of grammar. Um, and they think that this might've been a test run at a new language grammar and symbol system hmm. that he was doing. Why but would you, why would you do it? It doesn't so explain the art plants and the yeah. art. Right. I don't think that's how you would go about doing it. Right. Unless I it's don't. a piece of that though. Like we said, the Vatican could have fucking 22 of these. True. He could have had six got, volumes. Yeah. He could have all the other volumes. Like the volume before. Had like, this is what I'm about to do. Yeah. Or it had <laughs> the, animals. The pages that were ripped out were the mm-hmm. keys. Mm-hmm. They told you what everything was. That's also very possible. Yeah. Like a table of contents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's the cipher for all the writing yeah. that you're the about index, to read. Yeah. The index in the end, like all of this <laughs> other stuff, if you didn't know what it was. Yeah. It's yeah. all gone. Yeah. Um, some people think that it was John D, a 16th century Elizabethan mystic who was an alchemist, but the, he's off by 200 years. That's what the D stands years. for. Yeah, that's what the D stands for. I was waiting. I wasn't <laughs> trying you. to, I wasn't going to overtalk Dave, but um, I wanted to say it's so bad. And then there was an artist named Giovanni Fontana, um, mm, who existed in the same uh, era. He wrote a book in 1430 called The Secret of the Treasure Room of Experiments in Man's Imagination. Damn. I like how you said that. I like how you said he existed in the same era. <laughs> nah, he didn't live during that. No, he, the motherfucker existed. No, existed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he uh, talks about uh, mnemonic machines, which would be like cipher machines in some of his writings. 
And some people say that his artwork is very similar to the artwork in the Voynich manuscript. That's so, what I was just um, kind of looking for. I was looking like art in the 1400s. I was like right. thumbing through it on my phone to be like, is there anything that looks like this shitty weird artwork? I didn't really come across anything. So this guy, Giovanni Fontana, who was alive when the book would have been done, uh, Italian engineer, um, an artist. And again, he, he did stuff with a substitution cipher. He drew in his books. He wrote weird, obscure things. Um, so, I mean, that's not giving much about what's in the book or he was, he was the father exists, of the Klingon language, but exactly. <laughs> but they were like, this guy is a potential candidate of the person who might've written it, which does nothing to reveal the mystery. No. Yeah, I mean, not, it's just like, even well, if that's you're cool. like, yeah, that guy wrote it. Like yeah, that guy exactly. absolutely wrote it. You have yeah. no idea what the fuck it says. <laughs> How did he write it? What, it might what is it? Something else though. Previous works. What else did he do? True, true. What, um, what geographically, where's he from? Who did he study under? Yeah, what specifically what is the time? Why would he do this? What's yeah. the purpose? Political views. There's a, a million little things that that would lead to. So that's one theory based on the fact that he did stuff with ciphers. Um, and ciphers were like a brand new technology at the time. Um, or this particular type of the ability of a mechanical cipher was a brand new technology. Ciphers went back to fucking Julius I like the Caesar, word cipher. But um, so, yeah, he was he's a good candidate because and the art is similar. I looked at his art and I looked at that art. Um, I don't know that I would say it's the same dude. What's his name again? Um, Giovanni Giovanni Fontana. But yeah, the, the art is similar, but I don't know that it's 100 percent the same dude. Um, but the timing does line up. So, sort of. It's like been. that weird shitty art. What a weird fucking picture. God damn, <laughs> that guy's weird. <laughs> fucking clawfoot dragon lady with fucking like beams coming out of her mouth. Yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> if, I, if I can pull it off while you're still talking, put it up. Yeah. On the so page. it's a the 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 book is a trip. I've always been fascinated by it. I didn't know, like, I always was just like, oh, that's some fucking bullshit ass book that someone fucking made and fucking, you know, in P.T. Barnum days trying to fucking sell it. It might be, but that motherfucker would have had to have been the best forger well, on it, earth. It, I mean, even it could have just not been ruling some, it out, but it could have just been some art project from the 1400s. You know right. what I mean? Like, I was bored fucking, hey. Uh, but that guy would have had to have been an artistic, bizarre-ass genius who did stuff unlike what anyone on Earth was doing. Could have Which mean, doesn't, could have been. Could have been. It's fucking you know? possible because even the internet that, wasn't a thing. Right. You might have never seen art, you know, like, or... or but even that is a rare. fascinating answer. Who the fuck was this guy? Yeah. And why was he so far ahead of his time to write some piece of science fiction about pools of pregnant ladies? Yeah. And, it's He's like, the fucking HR Geiger of the time. Exactly, dude. It's like, I don't know. The the whole book is 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 a mystery to me. Like, if we hadn't done that research on alchemy and those bizarre alchemical books where they hid their recipes in art and you know, yeah. like those wood carvings of a man standing next to a dragon with the sun over an oak tree. And that's actually a recipe to make a potion. And it's yeah. like, that's what the fuck? It's just a fucking drawing. Yeah. And it's like, if that's the kind of shit that an alchemist would do, and we've got a couple of alchemists in the mix in the pedigree of this book, it's like, I just can't help but think all those fucking ladies are are some kind of formula even looking at those tiles, like the which ones are colored, which well, ones scri aren't. scribbled, man. So half-assed. It's like... Oh, no, man, that yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like the in, in I don't know. My it just mind, reminds me a, of it does remind me of like Geiger thing. artwork. Like, yeah, fucking babies yeah. and guns as the bullets right. and the fucking right. 
we, the weirdest shit you can think of. Like the mind is just fucking just crazy need, on the edge of just fucking weirdness. You need to look at the fucking Codex Seraphinianus. I did. I looked that it up. Fucking, yeah. That thing is a that, fucking You know what, rip, though? So dude. like the Codex. So I looked it up and um, it's it's very similar. Like some of the artwork pieces um, like the avocado trees and stuff. I think like that, that guy was definitely. I think he saw this book and was inspired. Yeah, and he's by like, it. It, it's like a, you know, it has some weird scribbly writing, and it has mm-hmm. like plants and and you know, there's some plants weird, that are walking weird away shit. And yeah, fish clouds. I, I definitely and, feel like like he's got fucking meat suits hanging. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean, like there's like some like they're stripping off like some skeletons. Of the, you know, I, the meat I want to say like, he, I don't, I didn't really look into it, but I, based on the artwork and the photo I saw of the guy, I want to say he probably wrote it in the 1960s or 1970s. Yeah. Um, that, that, but, but it is a no, I mean, it's an art project. He wasn't trying to make it, he wasn't trying to pass it off. Yeah. And I, I would that say that it's definitely a, uh, uh, inspiration yeah, of sorts. I think you so. Know. Either um, one of them would be great coffee table books. Like someone sure. at your house would pick up those books and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, this if you had both trip. of them there. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck <laughs> is happening here? Like, and you're just like, yeah, that's my, so I read that on the daily, you know? But no, it's a, it's a trip. Like I, I wasn't expecting it to be as verified and valid a book as it was. I didn't think a fucking century of scholars at Yale we're trying their best to figure this fucker out and are still like, dude, we got nothing. God damn, that codex know. book's expensive. How much is it? A hardcover for like this cool cover. It's like fucking people having sex on slabs of something. Uh-huh. It's three seventy five. Oh, God damn. Like I said, man, I've tried to buy it a couple times and every t- the cheapest I've seen it is about one fifty wow, used. Some of them fourteen. I was gonna say maybe there's some on eBay with buyers or more. Man, three hundred. No, they're 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 minimum. It's looking like for a hardcover is like 300 bucks because it never goes. To, it's like it's I think it's part of the fact that it's a work of art. Like he very rarely lets it go to print. And when yeah. he does, it's very limited. Print they have a hardcover of the Vonich manuscript for 3749. Yeah, I want to get yeah. that. Send me that. Send me that link. Cause I was, and it's the full it's it's even got the fold out pages. And cool. It's done yeah, by hardcover, Yale, Yale illustrated. Press. Yeah, printed. You get one just for the studio, if nothing yeah. else. Just put it in here. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's just on If you just search Voynich manuscript on Amazon, that's the first one that pops up. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I'll send it to you on Facebook. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, and that, that codex one would be cool to have too, just set right next with it. Cause it's, it's, uh, but why is that one worth more? That's what I guess, uh, I don't know. That's Cause there's no weird. copies. It's like Yale will just keep printing copies as long as they're selling, you know. Yeah. But Cause the, for you to try the, to replicate it, like you would have to get one of the expensive ones from someone. And then mm. through what process are you going to try to copy that and make it yourself? If it's not in some type of digital circulation, if no one's digitized it, that's the only way you can get that shit. And it's also just really like you look at the it just looks like a super high quality book with amazing thick pages and beautiful illustrations. Which one's that? The Codex? The Codex. Yeah. It looks like a very expensive, big, hefty book um, that he just doesn't let go to print very often. So so it just went out of print and now it's fucking. Yeah. You know what? I have some judo and jujitsu books that are like that. Like I bought a book and it's like, oh, now that book's worth 200 bucks. And you're like, why? Well, it's because it was a good book and it's not in print. So because they, I want to say maybe five years ago, there was, it wasn't that long ago, something came up where it was on sale and it was cheaper. And everybody was like, if you ever wanted to buy this, you should buy it now. And that was when I looked. Yeah, because even a soft cover. It was like, 
That's when I looked at it was 150 bucks, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm not buying that. Even a soft cover, you know, just a paperback, you know, would be cool. But oh, here's one for 135 bucks. That might be oh, that's not bad. 40th anniversary edition. That might be the one I was thinking. Yeah, of. it's a hardcover. Yeah. Yep. That's a cool book, though. It's also worth looking at. Well, I don't have a link or anything to post, but the artwork in that thing is just fucking... It's way crazier than the Voynich Manuscript artwork is. Oh, definitely. Like, to the point yeah. that you're like, oh, this is all fiction. Like, this is not a fucking real thing. The Voynich Manuscript right. you look at... What's and cool like, on one is not cool on the other. Right. It's like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. the fucking Tolkien font script... And the story behind it is really cool, but the yeah, art yeah, sucks. Yeah. The other one's like, art's amazing. The art's amazing. There's no mystery here. No, and the script sucks. Yeah. And, you know, this, the, the, I don't think the print looks as good as the crazy Tolkien font in the Voynich manuscript, but yeah, it's a trip. It's a, it's a crazy book. I'm curious, curious to know. My vote is alchemy. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's, I think it's, I think it's a real fucking language that's just been lost. I Maybe. think it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it may have been encoded. I fucking just wish we could see in the Vatican Library. We never covered yeah. that either, but I think it's because how do you cover There's that? There's just not much on it. Yeah, it's hard it's to find It's super it. interesting, but there isn't shit on it. All right. Is that everything? Yep. All right. So social media winner for this episode is going to be Sir Daniel. How appropriate. Um, what's his name here on Twitter? Um, El Maschingon. This fucking guy is cool. He's Spanish. He's got fucking Spanish phrases for his Twitter handle. Uh, he commented on Twitter and Printer Cheap is going to send him a sticker pack via Frankie Pigeons. So Frankie Pigeons is going to reach out to you, El Mas Chingon, and uh, we're going to get some stickers to you. Thank you for interacting on social media. That is huge for us. Um, also, we're part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Go to podbelly.com to check out other cool podcasts like Robots for Eyes and Paranormal Punchers. Coincidentally, when I looked up uh, Von Yich Manuscript, Paranormal Punchers also has an episode and I think it's episode 38. Those guys are pretty good, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I listened to some of it last night. Um, they're funny. If you like us, you probably like them. Go check them yeah, out. Yeah, go check them out. And Robots Fries, absolutely for sure you're going to like them. Um, go check them out uh, on all That's platforms. But specifically you can't, you can't at podbelly.com. Like. They're going to love it. They're going to love it. They're going to love my nuts. I wouldn't say that. Um, also, El Yucateco Hot Sauce is our primary sponsor. They are delicious. They're available in most major grocery stores. You can get it at Target, Walmart. Um, it's a bit of a search for the flavors, um, so sometimes you got to make an effort for that because most stores will have one or two flavors. A lot of times it'll be red or green, or it'll be black and you know triple uh, X or something at Walmart, um, Caribbean here and there. And then the real, the real gems, the real uh, unicorns is the chipotle and jalapeno. For whatever reason, that variety is hard to find. So yeah. if you find it. It's a commodity. Whether you were intending on buying it, you should probably get some and just see if someone else in the skull wants it because they sell probably some do. Bottles on the group for way yeah, more. Yeah, I was getting there. Yeah, hundred dollars for this bottle. Yeah, get on a SK Darknet. Mm, my DNA's on it. Hmm. Dang. What kind of DNA? Whatever kind you What's want. What's the D stand for in your DNA? <laughs> you know what it stands. That's what the D stands for. Dinonucleic. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, where was I at? Um, oh, you can take a hot sauce. Um, if you see in the wild, take a picture of it, post us, uh, tag us, tag them. Um, you should use it every week. We give away prizes. We give away a hot sack. Um, if you want to try to win that, just interact on social media, um, post a picture of your food with your El Yucateco. Um, or if you see it in the wild, take a picture of it cause you can't find it. The restaurant just had it, but you don't know where they got it. Um, maybe we'll send you some for sharing. We did that this week on the last episode. So, Thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Also, thank you to all our patrons. I was just looking at our Patreon just now. There's 608 patrons. That's fucking huge. That's great. I remember when we had like 13. 
Um, so it's really awesome that you guys fucking do that. Every time I mail out a whiskey glass, it blows my mind. That's like, this person gave us $200. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. You know, or the decanters, this person gave us $500. You know what? You know um, what, uh, reminds me of that is that we had a, a listener that apparently, I don't know, we offended or something happened. And then they left a bad review that said, we're never going to meet. Cause we were talking about like, just trying to get to 600 patrons. Right. And he, his words were, you're never going to make your goal. <laughs> there we are. So take, take that. Yeah. yeah. Little mad guy. Well, I'm just saying like, you know what I mean? Like little things like right. that make a huge difference in why we keep doing what yeah. we're doing. You know what I mean? Why, you know, uh, research is done and why we show up and, and still talking to the microphones because, you know, no matter what one person says, there's a group who still appreciate, you know, what yeah, we do. Yeah, we're not so. everybody's fucking flavor. Some no, people don't like pineapples and, and on pizza. Fine. It's, and that's it's fine. amazing yeah. to or me. Or pizza and on pineapples. You can't, yeah. either way, it's not right. But yeah, people get mad because we fucking talk over each other or we fucked up on some name or some some data fucking bit or we didn't do enough research on this particular or you, area or you laughed the at the hooker canoe and they got mad when we said something about right, your that mom. Jesus is coming. Go yeah, get a towel. You know, I said so, it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, we yeah, lost so, another listener. Yeah, so uh, you know, we're not everybody's flavor, but the thing is, we stay genuine and consistent. We're not changing what we're doing. This is what we do. If you don't like it, you're in a Mexican restaurant. You don't want tacos? Go get a burger somewhere else. But we love the people that stayed with us and support us. Obviously, um, so thank you to to the patrons for supporting us through all this. Um, also, thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. You can go to printdirtcheap.com um, and save some money on printed goods, stickers, and all that good stuff. You can also check out twodaybanners.com. It is the number two, and then everything else spelled out, daybanners, D-A-Y-B-A-N-N-E-R-S.com. Um, go get, like, you know, every uh, one foot for every inch. Go get yourself a, uh, a four-foot cock banner. I'm talking to you. Mm. You know who you are. You know who you are <laughs> with that four-foot cock banner on a one-inch ratio. Mm. Um, go do that and save some money pretty soon with some code that I'm going to give you in the near future because we don't have a code yet, but we're just throwing it out there. Um, also, check out Jimmy D's Tees. Go to JimmyD'sTees.com. He sells all kinds of cool shit over there of his own wares. He also does uh, screen printing, so if you need that done, he can do cool stuff too. Like He has like a blotter thing. He can make like pint glasses and coffee mugs and stuff for you and screen print onto those types of items. Um, so if you've got a business or a band or a podcast that, you know, he can do all the stuff that he does for us, but he could do that for you. Or you could just buy a couple things from him because he's got cool shit over there. Um, if you're looking for the stuff he makes for us, it's at sovakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. Go check that out. Also check out SKR Apparel at S-U-I-K-E-R apparel.com. Use code SOFAKING to save 10%. Lots of cool stuff over there from Nicole. Also check out RetroVague at retrovague.com. If you're into 80 stuff, um, there is a Labyrinth Worm shirt. That is adorable. You're going to want it. Pretty cool. You're going to want to buy it. Um, Super cool. Get it before the cease and desist happens. Uh, That's all I'll say. I'll throw that out there. Um, (laughs) Code 80s. You need to make a retro big shirt that says says cease and desist. (laughs) Yeah. So a couple of them get stopped. Had to do some backdoor David David Bowie uh, transactions. Uh, You know, sometimes that happens. Um, Sometimes you get letters. I think that means something different than you think it means. Oh, it might. (laughs) Maybe it's exactly what I meant. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you don't know what I meant. Maybe. Um, so go check that out at retrovague.com and use code 80skid to save some money when you're there. Um, don't forget to add 69 cents to your Patreon um, so that you can get that 69 Club sticker yes. coming soon. Um, if you're in the upper tier of patrons at the $40 level, um, I got some stickers going out to you guys right now. Um, so be patient. I'm trying a bunch of envelopes to mail. And it's an exclusive sticker that we don't sell and we won't reprint. So that'll be on its way pretty soon. 
Um, what else? Um, that might be all I got. I think that is all I got. It's your turn, Brad. Uh, we just got a Sculpt Member of the Month, uh, Matthew. Uh, that's what the D stands for, Adams. That's right. That's and what the D stands for. I got to get that sticker made, is. too. All my promise is not going to make that sticker. That's right. Yeah, you said that earlier this week, and you haven't even done anything to I was sick, bro. You were sick. I was sick. CJ was in Wyoming sick. for nine days. It was a rough Get fucking week. Get out of here. That's probably why you guessed it. was rough, bro. I drew a sketch of the sticker. Yeah. You drew a sketch? Yeah. What's it look like? Uh, not good. <laughs> I mean, all the parts are there. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Does it look like beef stew? Like potatoes says, and carrots? It's a, it's, D. it's a house. It's a D with legs, and it says this is what the D stands for. Like <laughs> it's, it's all the alphabet letters just in a cross section, and the D is standing up with little legs. It's what the oh, D stands for. Yeah, I like that. I, I, this is a concept I just came up with. I might run with it if I can do it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Felt anyway. cute. Might delete later. Yeah. I don't know what to say about him. Uh, he, hadn't, he hadn't contacted us. There's been no thanks. Yeah, he could, like um, he couldn't, you know, couldn't take the heat. Got the fuck out of the kitchen. I guess. Sent any well, I whiskey. Think, no, he actually talked to me. He said that the the outpouring of uh, correspondence from uh, listeners was so overwhelming. Right. Oh, he hasn't he had, had a chance to, to get had to, to us. Yeah. He had to back off the soch for a little bit mm-hmm. because because mm-hmm. we just blew him up. Like right. we we mentioned his name. We Man, said that's what the name, D stands basically. for. Bam. You got so Bow. many dick pics. Bow. <laughs> you got so Bow. many dick pics. His phone is physically heavier, right? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what the sure. D stands for. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, physically heavier phone from dick Bow. pics. Physically Bow. heavier. Right. PhD. Yeah, that's a PhD when it's physically heavier. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> PhD stands for. My, dick, my dick's physically heavier. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I still want to meet man. Don Danny. If you're out there, Don Danny. Oh, Don Danny. If we ever have another uh, meetup, uh, we'll fly Don Danny out. Yeah. <laughs> you take it easy, those promises, bro. He's that here. Might be in that motherfucker's in Oklahoma or somewhere. He's fine. Mm, he, ain't, he ain't nowhere that was a for big him. promise. Brad He's trying nowhere to give away for boats him. and shit, plane tickets. What? He's, well, Don, Don Danny's a darn enigma anyway. He don't talk to nobody. What'd no. you call him? He's an enigma. Darn, darn Danny. <laughs> He's an enigma machine. He is. A darn he can't darn talk Danny. at all. Nope. Anyway. Yep. If you're on Reddit, go to r forward slash Sofa King Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofa King Podcast. Uh, personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. We have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Also, check out Teco underscore hot sauce, Jimmy D's teas, and Hot Belly. And uh, don't forget to uh, don't be retarded. Thank you.